Praise the Lord, people of God. I hope everyone is doing well and you all are staying in the presence of the Lord. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Let us go into prayer before we get a word from the Lord today. Father, we thank you for such an awesome day. We bless your name. We give you glory and honor. Our Father, who art in heaven, holy be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all that is evil. For thy is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Bind every end of the Situate yourself in a rabosente crossica, imbandando rebesica na debesi. In the name of Jesus, Father, I cover every end of the under your blood. Aramashando kure de beshaya, under rabosaya. I declare and decree and imbanda hula bakalesika under the besha. Menando rohole mamala hale and the kerinia torokosha. Melandar in the Antondo Corribesico and the Ridebesha. Melandro Robosende Carabasando Corribesha. Melandro Robosica Sandro Robosete, Maracodurja. Hande Neridia Sando Corribeshaia Carribesi. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord, people of God. Um, the Lord gave me a word, and I wanted to um, bring it before you today. We're coming from Numbers chapter 5, and um, let's read and break it down piece by piece. <coughs> Excuse me. So the Lord said to Moses, command the Israelites that they put outside the camp every leper and everyone who has discharge. And whoever is defiled by the coming in contact with the dead, both male and female, you shall put out without put out the camp. You shall put them out, that they may not defile their camp. In the midst of which I dwell, the Israelite did so and put them outside the camp as the Lord said to Moses. So the Israelites did. 5. And the Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, when a man or a woman commits any sin, that man commit by breaking faith with the Lord, and the person is guilty, then he shall confess the sin which he has committed, and he shall make restitution for his wrong in full, and add a fifth to it, and give it to him whom he has wronged. But if the man wronged has no kinsman, to whom the restitution may be made. Let it be given to the Lord 
for the priests besides the ram of atonement, with which atonement shall be made for the offender. And every offering of all the holy things of the Israelites, which they shall bring to the priest, shall be his. And every man's hollow things shall be the priest. Whatever any man gives the priest shall be this. And the Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, If any man wives goes astray and commits an offense of guilt against him, and a man lies with her carnally, and it is hidden from the eyes of her husband, and it is kept secret through those she is defiled, and there is no witness against her, nor was she taken in the act. And if the spirit of jealousy comes upon him, and he is jealous and superstitious of his wife, whom has defiled herself, or if the spirit of jealousy comes upon him, and if he is jealous and superstitious of his wife, though she has not defiled herself. Then shall the man bring his wife to the priest, and the priest shall bring the offering required of her, a tenth of ephah, of barley meal, but he shall pour no oil upon it, nor put frankincense on it, symbols of favor and joy, for it is a cereal offering of jealousy and suspicion, a memorial offering bringing iniquity to remembrance. And the priest shall bring her near and set her before the Lord. And the priest shall take the holy water from the sacred lever in the eastern vessel and take some of the dust that is on the floor of the tabernacle and put it in the water. And the priest shall set the woman before the Lord and let the hair of the woman's head hang loose and put the meal offering of remembrance in her hand, which is in jealousy and suspicion offering. And the priest shall have in his hand the water of bitterness that brings the curse. Then the priest shall make her take an oath and say to the woman, If no man has lain with you, and if you have not gone astray to uncleanliness with another instead of your husband, then be free from any effect of this water of bitterness, which brings the curse. But if you have gone astray, you are defiled. Some men have in lain with you beside your husband. Then the priest shall make the woman take the oath of the curse and say to the woman, The Lord make you a curse and an oath among your people. When the Lord make your thighs fall away and your body swell. May this water that brings the curse into your bowels and make your body swell and your thighs fall away. And the woman shall say, So let it be, so let it be. The priest shall then write these curses in a book and shall wash them off in the water of bitterness. He shall cause the woman to drink the water of bitterness, then bring that brings the curse. And the water that brings the curse shall enter into her to try her bitterly. Then the priest shall take the cereal offering of jealousy and superstition out of the woman's hand and shall wave the offering before the Lord and offer it upon the altar. And the priest shall take a handful of cereal offering as the memorial portion of it and burn it on the altar and afterwards shall cause the woman to drink the water. And when he has made her drink the water, then 
If she is defiled and has committed a trespass against her husband, the cursed water which she drink shall be bitterness and cause her body to swell and her ties to fall away. And the woman shall be a curse among her people. But if the woman is not defiled and is clean, then she shall be free from the curse and be able to have children. This is the law of jealousy and the suspicion when a wife goes aside to another instead of her husband and is defiled. Or when the spirit of jealousy and superstition comes upon suspicion, comes upon a man and he's jealous and suspicious of his wife, then shall he set the woman before the Lord and the priest shall execute on all on her all these laws. The husband shall be free from iniquity and guilt, and that woman, if guilty, shall bear her iniquity. And and um, what the the Bible is talking about, especially in the first part, I was studying this thing, and the Lord um, opened my eyes to some things. First, the Lord says that when you are um, when you've went to 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 see a dead body or touch a dead body, you have defiled yourself. God is talking to his people. And he says, when you come back from doing that, you defile the camp, which means the people, your home, wherever you're at. You've defiled, you defile the camp and the body of Christ with it. He then goes on to say that um, when you, um, if you're having your menstrual, that is also considered defilement. So for, for this, what he's saying, when you're on your menstrual, um, you shouldn't fast. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be um, going before the Lord like that because he considers that that's your time when your body's cleansing. So it's an unclean thing. That's the word of God. Remember, Jesus says, I did not come to abolish the law, but to enforce it. Um, so I'm going to show you how this works. Now, um, after that, he's talking about a spirit of jealousy. So he says, um, when a spirit of jealousy comes upon a spouse or superstition, that means one of them is, um, one of them is, is committing adultery. So remember to the end of it, he says, if the husband is guiltless, so it's not just all the guys jump up and say, yes, God has something in here to make sure we're okay. But remember what God is saying. You must be guiltless before God. You must be holy, a person of integrity. God is not one-sided. God expects us and commands us to obey him, to live holy, to, to make sure our bodies are holy. And when he does choose a spouse for us, he expects that we respect that spouse and that spouse respects us. Now, Jesus said that if you go commit adultery, uh, uh, God tells us not to lay with that person, not to go back with that person. That's the word of God. Because they have yielded themselves onto prostitution, which means they took on a prostitution spirit. So a lot of people think that because they're married and people are doing a lot of things, and I hear this a lot, um, that we are to um, 
just keep taking a lot of stuff or you know some people are all the way to the end with it not using wisdom by trying to ask the holy spirit for direction or read the word of god um when people are laying around with different people you don't know what can happen or what they pick up and if you are if you think that okay well i am saved and god is telling you what this person is doing and you still take the initiative to lay with that person and to justify it instead of going to your father and say father this is what my spouse is doing what is your take on this and what do you think i should do and go to your word with this because this this world is telling you a lot of things that's not true and i think the hardest thing for us to do is to when god is showing us someone is doing wrong is to walk away from that person or to to say you know what lord um i'm just going to wait right here and i'm going to wait till you tell me what to do and you give me direction but you when you talk to god you have to make sure that you're on firm ground you can't assume that i'm going to talk to god any way i want and god is going to um god is going to um tell me what i want to hear instead of what his word says so let's get back into the word i came off a little bit so god is talking um here he's telling moses what's what he wants done he's passing down the laws now and so he's saying that the people that are not to that's supposed to be put outside of the camp so we're going to assume the camp now because back then it was really a camp where all the body of christ was together together in one land now we have christians all over the world so we're going to assume the camp is like a church ground or um, if you have church in your home um, those that are um, on their menstrual or those that have touched a dead body and i noticed god does this especially for prophets um, that they're not now you're saying it's a general thing his people are not to do these things um, Jesus even said to um, one of his disciples, he said, let me go bury my father and I'll be right back. Jesus said, let the dead be buried the dead, which means they're not saved. So he doesn't care who it is. The Bible also talks about Jesus says, if you can't love me more than anybody else, more than your children, your mother, your father, you're not worthy to follow me. So God makes it clear that he wants us to love him more than anybody more than our children more than anything else and there's there's a there's a um there's like a peace that comes with that there's a reassurance that comes with your undivided love and attention for God to please him um that he'll handle what needs to be handled if you make him the head of your life um the next thing i want to talk about is so we understand that we're not to be touching dead bodies or being around dead bodies when you have your menstrual you are not allowed to um defile the camp which means when we congregate together you're not allowed to be in that you're supposed to wait until that's over with which is as long as i've read the bible i've heard it before but the lord opened my eyes to like a lot of new things more of how he wants things done and because everybody's just winging it and nobody's going deep in the word and asking god lord how do you want this done so we understand that part which is very new and um i pray all the leaders ask the holy spirit to lead you um now he's talking about people that sin that takes that steals from people and they don't know if they they, they you know people you have people now that i'm not talking to the outside people because first corinthians chapter 5 says that god judges the sinner 
So when they say you can't judge me, they really mean it. The word of God says you can't judge them. It's like God judged them. But God says that with us, we have to handle our stuff amongst ourselves. And on judgment day, he's going to deal with the rest of it. Um, so this part, it says that, say, if you're stealing from someone or you're, 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 you're jilting someone and you think they don't know, which most of the time, kind people always keep their mind a certain way. I don't like having my mind bothered by if people are stealing from me and stuff like that because the Bible says, think upon things that are true, uh, holy, and of a good report. So you don't want to keep your mind in that area, but you do have um, wolves that have crept in the camp amongst God's people, and they they have sheep clothing on, pretending to be one of us, but in actuality. They're there to rock, kill, steal, and destroy. So you have to do pay attention to when the Holy Spirit is warning us that something is going on or you have an uneasy feeling, a discerning feeling that something is not right or someone is stealing from you because God will always alert you to that. And um, the one thing he's saying, if the person is stealing from you or they're taking from you, he said they must confess it. So and this this is this is the most awesome thing about the word because God says you must confess it. You must confess it. You can't you can't um go to him and say, Lord, I took this, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. Then you go in front of the person that you try to give them something and think that's how you put it back. God says now you must confess that sin. You must confess you stole that thing, you took that thing without permission. God says you must confess it. And God says you must pay back one fifth of what you took, the value of that thing. Look, 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 look. God is not playing. A lot of us, and I'm, I'm going to put my name in there. I say a lot of us, when we get to heaven, we're going to think we're good. And we're not going to be good. God going to be saying, wrong door, go the next way. I say that because I'm not going to try to elevate myself against anyone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put myself right in there so I can say, I, Beverly, hear the word of the Lord. Because it starts with you. Whenever you're reading a word or God gives you a word, it starts within yourself. To, it, that word needs to go through you, examine you, and then come out with confidence. Yes, Lord, let me deliver this the way you want me to deliver it. So now... He's saying that if you've stolen from someone or if you wrong someone, you must pay them back. And you can't just pay them back and make them feel like you're doing a favor to them. You have to confess what you did. He says you have to confess it. He says, and then you must pay them back. He said, now, if they're not alive when you do that, and I know what some of you are thinking, but the Bible says from the time you hear this word, you come under judgment. So don't wait till a person die because it's just going to be worse for you. If the person is not alive, then you must look for their family members and you have to confess it to them and then give it to them on top on a fifth, one fifth on top of what you stole. Then if there, if nobody in the family is not alive, you must take it to the church, to, to whoever God has um, put in charge a, a leader holy ghost filled leader let's say that holy spirit filled leader go to the holy spirit go to god say god show me who to give this because i can't find the person or I, or I can't uh find your family members and he'll send you where he sends you and you must confess it to them so you don't get away at all for stealing so it, it's just better not to do it 
it's just better not to mistreat people just not not to let your hands touch things that don't belong to you is not good to take things that don't belong to you because god is issuing a warning now that he's seeing everything and he's not playing with it okay so now he says that if if you know okay so we discussed the the first two parts right so the first part was you not to go touch any dead bodies. You're not to even go look at a dead body because in the body of Christ, it's considered to be unclean. And then um, the, the second part talks about um, if, if you've t- stolen from people or taken things that doesn't belong to you, God says, go confess your sins to the person and give it back and give them more than what you took. That's the word of God. And if they're not alive, you need to find your family member and confess it to them and give it back to them. And if no one in the family is alive, then you need to find the head of God's church, whichever one God tells you, and take it to them and confess it to them and give it to them. So you don't get to escape at all. Hallelujah. So might as well just stop stealing or stop taking things that don't belong to you. Hallelujah. Now let's go. Now the next part talks about um, when a husband um, or a wife, because God says it's to both, because he warns both if they take on a spirit of jealousy. So now we're learning where a spirit of jealousy comes from in marriage. If one of the person is committing um, any type of sexual sin, so a spirit of jealousy comes loose and attacks the other person so the other person can get raised with jealousy or kill the other person. That's literally what happens in the Bible. The book of Proverbs said, would you touch, would you touch hot coals? Would you hold it in your bosom and it not burn you? Which means, would you touch another man's wife and think he's not going to come at you with rage like a raging bull? It's just dumb. So, And I don't mean you're dumb. I mean, your, your actions are dumb-like. Because if you're going to do something and you're going to interfere in somebody's home, don't be silly enough to think that they're not going to come for you. And think about it. If you claim to be in the body of Christ, then every single person that's in the body of Christ, God has an assigned mate for. And if you're messing with someone that's in the world, then you're really not one of us, are you? Because God does not have to repeat to you what offends him and sin offends God I hear a lot of people talking about um God is going to bless you with this and God is going to bring this person to you and God and some of you the one thing I always talk to my people about I said I always tell them if you don't like to pray now and you don't know your word now how do you expect to cover a spouse how do you expect as a man to teach a woman the word, to wash her with the word? Because that's the word of God. How do you expect woman to be the, the wife God is calling you to be when you're not even in tune or in link with the father above to prepare you in how you must handle your home spiritually? Because everyone thinks, I get my husband, I wear the ring, that's it. Now, if you're single, it's just God you have to please. You got to please God. That's it. And God is pretty easy to please. Just don't sin. That's it. When you get your husband, you have to please God and that husband. And you have to make sure that husband is in line with God's word. Because the Bible says you have to follow him as he follows Christ. You can't follow him if you don't follow Christ. 
So you have to make this known that I'll follow you as long as you have the Holy Spirit and you follow Christ. But if you want me to go away from my father, I've got to let you go. Where is that in the Bible, Beverly? Oh, it's in there. So let, let's, let's talk about how this curse got started, right? So in Genesis 2 and 3, I think, I have to go back. It's 2. Remember when God created um, the Garden of Eden and he created Adam? And he told Adam, um, when he, told, he, he looked at Adam and he said Adam needed a mate. So God made Adam a compatible mate. We're going out there looking for men and women and thinking that, oh, they're beautiful and this and whatever else. And we don't know what we're picking. We don't know what's inside those containers. Instead of going to God, because God decides when you deserve or desire or you're ready for a compatible mate which means you have to be about his business that's what adam was about adam was in the garden he was just sitting there said god send me a woman send me a woman adam was actually there taking care of the garden tending everything he was busy minding his own business he was quite happy like some of us people you know and then god decided I think he needs a mate now. So I'm going to make him a mate. So God made him a compatible mate. The first thing God said to Adam, you see that tree? Don't touch it. Because it has the power for, for, for life and death in it. Don't touch it. Adam understood that because that tree, been there. Now, Eve wanted to challenge that. Eve wanted to challenge us, so Eve decided, I'm going to test it anyway, because you know what? God holding out on us, da-da-da-da. Here, Adam, eat peace, you know, which means uh, uh, when you get your spouse, whoever God is telling you is going to give a spouse, I'm not preaching that message, because I feel like you should love God more than anything else, that if he tell you he's going to give you a spouse, you should be crying. You should be like, Lord, why? Why? You're good enough. You should love him that much. So if you're still desiring human flesh, you got a lot to work out in yourself because all that's going to bring is more problems because you are not even right yet. Then you want somebody else that's not right. Then two wrong ain't going to make no right. So anyway, let's keep going. Ah, Beverly. So now God told Adam, why did you listen? Why did you eat it? I told you not to eat it. He said, the woman you gave me. So he blamed God for giving him the woman. Sound like a lot of people today. They get themselves in a mess and then they blame God for the mess they got themselves into and actually have the audacity to get mad at God for their choice. Hmm. Ain't that funny? Ain't you glad that Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of God going, don't, don't, don't do it, Father. Don't do it. You said judgment day now. Come on now. You said judgment day. You you should, you can't kill him right now. You said judgment day. That's what Jesus do for us all day long. Because you know some of us deserve not to be here. So anyway, let's keep going. We're going to keep going. Because I keep tipping, tipping, tipping. And God told him. God held him accountable. The men. Because God told him. He said, I made you first. So you are not to let anybody draw you out of my will. And so that goes vice versa now. If you have a man that's telling you to love him more than God, to obey him more than God, that's not how that works. We must serve God and worship him only. And we must love him with everything that's in us. That even if others want to leave, let them leave. 
Because God is awesome. He's awesome. Now, remember, I, I told you that whole little story so you can understand, you know, what, what we were talking about earlier about where did God, God said this or God said that. So I'm discussing that. So I took you back in the Bible so you can say, you know, God holds you accountable if you obey your spouse to do wrong. Period. And you will be cursed. That's why women have their period and go through childbirth pain and men have to labor because that was the curse. All right. If you have a better explanation for me, let me and the Holy Spirit know. All right. Now, next part. So the spirit of jealousy comes in a marriage. If your boyfriend or girlfriend, I ain't got nothing to do with that. We're talking about Holy Ghost filled Bible scriptures. We're not talking about no boyfriend or no shacking or lacking or this, not the church for you. You may God bless you and you keep it going. But we're talking about the word of God, which speaks to husbands and wives. And so the spirit of jealousy comes in a marriage in between a husband and wife. Remember, because that's a curse from Genesis. Amen. So, so the spirit of jealousy comes in when one has violated or attempted to violate. But remember what the word just says. The husband also must be guiltless. You can't jump at this thing and say, oh, well, I'm a God. Say, oh, and they come with a curse. And I have two different Bibles that explain what it means for between the woman's leg, the curse that's for adultery, the curse to, for to lay with another man. It means that in between your private areas start rotting. That's the curse. Okay, women, don't cheat. And um, pray the same for the men because God is a God of order and, and God, God doesn't do one and won't do the other because he, he made it clear the husband must be guiltless. So if a spirit of jealousy is in your marriage, you want to go before the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit for guidance because it's a serious thing. And then look at the steps they had to go through for the curse to be ignited. Um, they had to drink the holy water. And then when he finished writing the curse and then putting the paper in the water, the water became bitter. So the curse is activated if the person lies. So if they lie, they're still going to get the curse anyway. But the curse is activated um, if the person actually stands there and still will not tell the truth. Me, If I did it, I wouldn't drink the bitter water. I'd be like, I'm sorry. Um, he just ain't acting right. God, you know, you know, you know how, how we do. We'll just, you know, be straight up with God and say, Lord, I'm sorry I did it. And, you know, he weren't acting right. And, you know, let, let's get, we get naive sometimes. But, Lord, we love him. And then, you know, it's going to go from there. And God going to say, really? Girl, go sit down somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Because I think sometimes when God hears us and what we say, he be cracking up and be like, my children, my children, my children. Help me, Lord. But anyway, um, it's talking about um, the spirit of jealousy entering a marriage. So now we know where the spirit of jealousy comes from and why it comes. So whenever one of the spouses has violated, and remember the 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 act that's in Numbers chapter five, he also makes sure so the husband must be guiltless before he does this. So don't go cheating on your wife and try to bring your wife before no persons of God or prophets and saying, I need you to do this because this person, I think this person is this and this because you're going to get a rude awakening 
Because that curse goes both ways for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about. And I hope you guys enjoyed the um, the Bible study. Um, we're going to go into chapter 6. Because I just love the word. Um, and so I want you guys to, to just think about what the Lord is saying. All fun and joke aside, I like to try to lighten it a little bit, but I really can't. So I want to talk to you guys about just living a lifestyle that's holy and pleasing to God because your destination is heaven. The Bible says when you live holy and you respect God, that your, your, your body's healthy, there's health to your bones and all that good stuff. So just always be holy. Um, seek the Lord for the Holy Spirit because according to Romans um, 8, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, it says you do not belong to God. So seek the Holy Spirit. Seek, Ask God for the Holy Spirit. Get baptized before you do that. Um, pray. Go in your closet. Go in your room. Talk to God just like you would talk to anyone else. And just ask Him for help. It works for me. And you'll be surprised what all God teaches you apart from a building. I'm not condoning you don't come together with those of the same faith. Because everybody likes to think we have to go in a building, but that's not what he means. It means you have to walk with people that's walking at your level and walking in the word. Assemble yourself with those people. And to do that, you need the Holy Spirit to guide you to those people. Just as you need the Holy Spirit to be inside of you, to seal your body, your vessel. Amen? So, I pray you guys are having a wonderful day. Um, I pray you guys, um, your heart is clean. Hey, don't hold anything against anybody. Forgive, okay? Doesn't matter what they've done. Let God deal with it. Because the more you hold things against people, the more bitter you're going to become. And then you're going to end up missing heaven. And I want to see you up there on the real. Okay? So let's close in prayer. For those of you that have um, prayer requests, um, just close your eyes right now. Um, everyone likes to ask people to pray for them, but why don't we pray together and get it done? Because you can approach God just like I approach God. So let's do that. So let's go. So Father God, we thank you for this word. I thank you for your word of wisdom. Father, for anyone under the sound of my voice, God, you know their needs, you know their wants, you know whatever trouble they're in, you know where they need a hand from you, God. And as we come before you, Father, I come and we ask for forgiveness of our sins, God. Forgive us for every commandment we have broken, God, known or unknown. Forgive us if we have held on forgiveness against anyone that has wronged us, God. We forgive them now in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. Father, forgive us. Father, we loose them. Father, bless them from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Father, for those that are going through a breakup or have a broken heart, those that need a healing, God, those that need a job, those that are lacking financial help, oh God, and they're trying really hard to do it right. God, I'm asking you to look down and show your mercy, your favor, and your grace upon them this morning. God, I'm asking that you touch their hearts, their minds, and their souls. God, I lift up every leader of every nation, prime ministers, presidents, vice presidents, kings, queens, princesses, princes, oh God. God, I lift up every elder, mayor, um, pastor, prophets, um, 
intercessor is God, evangelist, deacon, deaconess is God. Every single person in the body of Christ and those, God, that's our official in the world. I lift them up before you, God. Show them that you are God all by yourself. I lift up the schools, oh God, that all our children go to. And I pray the Holy Spirit be with all the children. I pray the blood of Jesus on school grounds, Father. I bind up every spirit of evil and I cause it down to the pits of hell in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you this morning. Father, I ask that you cover the babies in the ICUs, the doctors, the nurses, oh God, the firemen, the policemen, the FBI agents, the CIAs. You know them, God, the army men, the, the Marines, God, oh God. Cover under the blood of Jesus. Cover our spouses, God. God, you know them. Cover those, God, that are in waiting for their spouses, God, as they're about your business, not just standing still, O oh God. As Adam was about your business, let them be about their business, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for those that are depressed today, those that are having suicidal thoughts. I bind and rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I speak life over them. Father, let them see the light at the end of the tunnel, O oh God. Lift their spirits. Remove that spirit of heaviness off of them. And I thank you, Lord. I lift up the elderly, God, especially those that are being mistreated. Shine your light on them. Let them catch whoever is abusing them in the name of Jesus. Father, I lift up the nurses in the hospital, those that are tired and irritated. I pray your peace upon them that they will not harm anyone. Or say anything mean to hurt anyone's feelings, O oh God. Or cause anyone to want to harm themselves by the words that come out of their mouth. I pray, O oh God, that you put a guard on all your people's mouth. To speak only when you want them to speak. To watch their words before they say it, O oh God. And to think very carefully. Because every word you will call us to be accounted for. And I thank you. I lift up missing children everywhere, O oh God. I pray their safe return home without harm or danger and their captors be caught. I lift up every human smuggling ring, O oh God. I pray, O oh God, that you catch them and that those people and those children be returned safely in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray your blessings upon every plane in the air, every train on the ground, every bicycle, motorcycle, skateboard, God, cars, truck. Every moving thing on the ground, God, the blood of Jesus covers it from all harm and every evil the enemy has planned against them. And I thank you, Lord. I pray that more people's heart become filled with love to help each other, to see each other in need. Even people in the stores or people that's hungry on the street, God, touch more people's heart to help, to hug someone, to feed someone, to shelter someone. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, and I bless your name. I bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we can't do nothing without you. And we're sorry if we get in our own way and want to do our own thing sometimes. We humble ourselves before you. 
We need you, God, in this world, this dark, dark world. We need your light. We were so lost without you. Touch someone today, Lord. Let them know they're loved. They're not alone. And we give you glory this morning. I seal this prayer with the blood of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells within me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. For those of you, if you are not saved, that's filled with the Holy Spirit and has not given your life to Christ, I urge you to think about it, to give your life to Christ. He will be there for you. I know everyone else have left you. I know everyone else have forsake you, but he won't. You might not like his methods, and I'm not promising you that everything will be okay, but I promise you he'll go through it with you and he'll give you a way out every time. He loves you more than anyone in the world, and he cares about what happens to you. For those of you that are struggling in marriages, take your eyes off the idol, which is your husband, and put it on God or your wife. Put it on God. Let God be your everything. And he'll work it out. Ask the Lord into your heart this morning. Ask him for forgiveness. Tell him you're sorry for the sins you've committed against him. Be accountable to God. Give account. Don't back down anymore. Don't look for anyone to make you feel good by them saying nice words to you because you know you're doing wrong. You know what you're doing is wrong. And every time you get in trouble, you know God. And then when you're okay, you run back out there. I'm telling you, trust the God you can't see. Because the one you're you're serving that you can see is taking you through a lot of hell. At least if you go through hell, you got this one with you. And I'm telling you, can nobody whip this one. Remember what I said today. You don't need to know how to pray. You just have to talk to him, sincere from your heart, mean it. And then put that stamp on it, in the name of Jesus, when you're done. And that's how it starts. Right there where you are. Right in front of that stove. Right in the closet getting dressed. Right in the bathroom. Right in the living room. Right where you are right now. Talk to Jesus. Come on, look around this world. Look at what's going on. Look at how many people are dying. Look at... How many people are killing people? Look at how much stuff is going on. Like everyone's lost their mind. God's word is coming to pass faster than before. Revelation is manifesting on earth. Choose the side you're going to be on before it's too late. Choose the side you're going to be on. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. 
please help me. I'm so sorry I broke your heart. I'm sorry I lived for me and not for you. And I can't do it anymore. I need your help. So as dirty as I am, please take me. Please dust me off. Please pick me up. I know you died on the cross for me. I know everything they did to you because of my sins. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you rose again. I believe you exist. And I need you. And I need your Holy Spirit. And I thank you so much. Thank you for your love and your sacrifice. Thank you, Father, for loving me. Thank you for telling me what I'm worth. And if you said that prayer from your heart in your own words, it doesn't have to be my words, your words. Welcome to the body of Christ. It's not that hard. It's just being very sincere from your heart when you're talking to God. And he actually hears you. <laughs> See, that wasn't hard. I love you all with the love of Jesus Christ. I pray your safety, your health, and your blessings. I pray you have what you need for today. And I pray you give God the glory for it. Because he loves you. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Have a blessed day.